we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker here in Arizona, glowing, as I believe is a polite way to say about how hot it is here. Because what is it, Simone Roche, who's currently in Liverpool, our great leader? Is it horses sweat, men? Ladies perspire. No, horses sweat. Men perspire, ladies glow. Oh, glow, yes. <laughs> I'm glowing Maybe away. I'm just sweating. I'm just sweating. <laughs> Simone Roche, our great leader as ever, is in Liverpool, but back from the Costa del Wales. How glamorous are you? You finally managed to get away. Oh, uh, do you know what? Everything happens for a reason. I was off in Abbasock last weekend, Ooh. courtesy of the wonderful Emma Mason, who gave us the keys to her abode there, which is just amazing. Never been. And I think it's that strange thing about you always, or me, privilege, yeah? You know, always associate going on holiday with going to the airport, going on a plane mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and then all of a sudden, off we trekked down to Abbasock Town. Nice. Uh, amazing. Never been. What is on your doorstep? So much to discover. Um, was actually the perfect break I feel refreshed recharged a little bit of my own glow Um, but yeah wonderful (laughs) hiked it's it's your typical sort of British wasn't it you know sort of the the coast the countryside um, the the beautiful beaches could have been in the Caribbean Uh, so yeah no felt very grateful thank you Emma Mason Um, we've changed the locks on the property and we'll be back there forthwith thank you very much Yeah, when you come and work with Northern Power Women, it does mean that you have to give up everything to the organisation, a bit like one of those strange cults that we live in. Uh, Anyway, look, brilliant. I'm glad you had such a fantastic time. And then back to a really big, important event, the new traits of leadership. And do you know what? I've had a lot of conversations here in the United States this week about leadership. I'm working with a couple of hosts who work for a huge healthcare organisation who are starting a new podcast. And they're talking about leadership and how leadership is just changing so much. And those whole kind of very stereotypically male. And I mean, I don't mean that kind of masculine, toxic masculinity of, you know, that hard line and and um, and being kind of leading through fear and through threats and being immovable. Those days are just, they're going and those people are just no longer the people we look to be our leaders, right? Absolutely. And we, as part of our, um, you may recall, we did a levelling up report last yeah. year, which was on the back of our power circle expeditions across the north. We did it in conjunction, uh, powered by Professor Jane Turner at Teesside University. Um, and what we did is we put out um, a series of questions. So it was a qualitative piece mm-hmm. um, that we gathered over last summer. And bearing in mind, that was 
lockdown one, right? Yeah. So yeah. it was who knew we'd be where we are now. And so what we wanted to do was look through a gender neutral lens of what leadership looked like and what leadership looked like for the future. So what we did this week, and interestingly enough, I didn't come back. I did it from Abbasock. Um, I know, <laughs> the new ways of working. Yeah. Um, but and actually I disclosed it. I felt quite proud. I normally would have hidden that in the past, which is an interesting thing. You would, mm. I would have gone, oh, no, no, I'm, you know. But anyway, uh, aside from that, I. so what we wanted to do is take our power circle through the research, but also do that pulse check as to where we go next. So I just want to share, we did, we used this thing called Mentimeter. I'm not sure if you used it, which is fantastic. It's a tool. Um, you ask a question and then people put on their phone so, and all of a sudden right in front of you on the screen, it gives you like a word cloud. Wow. So I'm very impressed, very impressed by stuff like that. So we said, you know, personal experience of leadership through the pandemic, what worked well? And the keywords were flexibility, mm. compassion, collaboration, understanding, communication. And there'll be, I'll, I'll just share a couple of these, Sam, because you just talked about that different type of, of language yeah. and yeah. different styles. And what did not work well? Work-life balance, flexibility, mm. Mm. <laughs> uncertainty, pressure, empathy. These are the things that did not work. You know, so I thought it was really fantastic. And then just so what characteristics do you value most in a leader? Throw me some words out. Compassion, understanding, um, someone who empowers you. Okay. Trust. Um, yeah. All of these things, really. All this yeah. kind of positive affirmation around your team and, and giving your team, yeah, empowering them is the, is the most thing. Instead of, instead of dictating, empowering. I think that's what the key thing is. It's all very well someone just telling you what to do. That's not leadership. That's just being a dictator. That doesn't work and that doesn't develop your staff or your team. Absolutely. So the key words that came up was what do you value? Authenticity, mm. honesty, empathy, clarity, listening, authentic. Yeah. You know, so that was it was so it was just brilliant to see, to hear that language, to hear that language and hear that language being shared and sort of the new stuff that people wanted. What is new about leadership? Agility. That was the, the kind yeah. of the big word in there. So so really fascinating and uh, really great discussion. Um, so we'll be sharing the outputs of that. But one of the big conversations we had was around what do young people think leadership looks like and why is it important? Because you know, it's really important for us to consult with young people yes, as well as yeah. leaders. So so if, you, um, if you're listening to the podcast and you're interested in finding out more about this or would like to almost road test some of these findings with your leadership teams or with your younger teams or your talent pool then you know what this is a it's a collaborative piece of research we're really passionate about that so if you'd like to get involved please do get in touch at connect at northernpowerwomen.com but yeah really really positive and the whole premise of our leveling up report as this research is to we're next we're going into a blended style of work aren't we a mm -hmm. blended style of work and life so what does leadership look like because like we said before, we want to go forward better, not back, Yeah, you know, to yeah. the old days kind of thing. So, yeah, great piece of uh, really thank you so much for uh, Jay, Professor Jane Turner and Zhao Zhen at Teesside University for really getting behind. And, of course, all of the Power Circle and the communities out there for sharing their thoughts and insight into this research. Really, really valuable stuff I think we're doing. That's really fantastic. To, yeah, and do get in touch because, as Simone said, we want to hear 
not just from people who've been in their career for a couple of decades, but people starting out as well, because you form as much as important part of the team as anybody else. So that's really great to hear. Connect at northernpowerwomen.com is where you can get in touch. Um, I was asked to be part of a panel for a uh, an event within the podcasting industry here in the States this week. And it was all about boundaries, kind of negotiating contracts and setting boundaries. And again, it was for people who've been around a little bit longer in the industry like me, but talking to people, not just people just starting out or people in the first few years of their career, but actually people who maybe have been around as long as me. But I think these things are quite often hard to really have a strong framework around you know if i said to you well, how do you negotiate a contract you'd be like oh i just kind of as it if you're anything like me it'd be like organically as it happens what's going on and i think quite often we, we forget to pause and think how important when you're negotiating a contract it is to put in your boundaries and i talked a lot about knowing your worth and i don't just mean what your worth is in terms of what your hourly or daily rate is because this is in terms of freelancers and i think it's hard for freelancers when they're starting out to set an hourly or a daily rate because you kind of think oh how can i charge that much an hour because an hour of my time can't surely be worth whatever it might be but you forget of course it's not just an hour of your time that your client is paying for it is your entire breadth of knowledge, your expertise, even if it's only a couple of years you've been in the industry, it's still that couple of years of knowledge and expertise that you're sharing. They're not just getting one hour of your time, they're getting all those years of your time and all that experience to put in. But it's knowing your worth as well in terms of confidence. And I thought a lot about the b-her.io platform where people are talking about getting their voices heard and getting their voices out there. And I was saying, you know, really trust in your expertise. And I think that can be incredibly hard as well when you're freelancing and you're starting out is when the client says to you, but I want to do it this way. And you think, oh, but they're in the client and they're in charge and maybe I should do what they say because, oh, they're, they're paying the bill. But actually it's trusting and knowing your value and trusting in your talent and your expertise. And it can be hard to stand up and go, no, that's not the right way to go for you. And let me explain why. So it was very interesting to talk around all these ways about how to kind of conduct yourself when you're a freelancer. But there was a lot of talk about boundaries and setting those boundaries. Because again, especially for the freelance world, if your client texts you or, or calls you at 10 o'clock at night, it's hard not to reply. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, haven't we? About getting those emails that you think, oh no, I'm really anxious. It's, I'm watching telly and I've got an email and I feel I should go and reply to it now. And in fact, it's setting those boundaries in advance that here are the expectations. So when we start working together, here are the hours I'm available. These are the hours I will respond to you. And it might be that you say, do you know what? I've got kids. I've got this going on in my life. I might respond to you at eight o'clock at night. Do not feel obliged to get back in touch. And I think it's it's really difficult to remember all of these things but again your network can really help you and I know Simone you know you you quite often have these you know uh, mentoring circles and everything that you do and these mentoring carousels really do get in touch because this is the sort of knowledge I really wish I had had when I was starting out and trusting in your network and and, and asking the people who have walked the walk you are you know walk the path you are on can save you so much time and hassle and heartache. 
Oh, and you know what? That couldn't be more timely. On the 30th of June, we've got a carousel mentoring for those in their early careers. You know, we've done them this year and we did them at the end of last year for year 10s. We've done them for uh, universities um, on as part of MPW Live. So we're we're going to do um, with BNY Mellon our early careers. But please ask. So what we're now asking for is because it's always that people, oh, I don't want to ask. I don't want to bother people. So I'm actually asking you out there, please, if you don't feel as though you want to ask for help or you don't think it's for you, please put somebody forward. Please sponsor somebody. And when I say sponsor, I mean, press the forward on that email and say, fill it in, (laughs) fill it in. It is free. It is an hour. You will get a chance to talk directly with some of this great community that we have built over these years. And you know what? They're not forced to do that. We always get more mentors than mentees. So please give them someone to chat to. Come along. They're lovely. They're friendly. Some of them are a bit crazy like Sam, but it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Um, But no, it's so, so important. It it really is. And as I said, just just having these bits of knowledge, because we all walk the same path. And every challenge that you are facing at any time in your career, someone else is going to have faced that too you're not alone but sometimes especially in this still mostly remote world that we're working in it can feel like you're alone can't it and when you just think oh what do i do now ask reach out you know just send an email if you send an email to simone reach out to simone on twitter at north power women she'll know somebody i guarantee it this is what she does she's the queen of connections she's like plugged into the matrix of business and will absolutely be able to bond you with somebody who can really help out and that's really essentially what northern power women is it's connecting role models from from across the the whole different sectors and the spectrum and everything yeah and that's spoiler alert coming you know soon over the autumn we're developing our power platform into that next phase as how do we make it even easier to connect so it can be more self-serve you know so it can be more please just do it Mm. you can do it in you know because everyone wants to help everyone so we just want to make it easier that's what we're here for hurrah right let's get some life lessons going on shall we i love this week's so we have got, she is wonderful, Michelle Hua. I've known her for many years. She's a coach for UK Global Talent Tech Visa. In 2016, she was endorsed an exceptional talent in digital technologies for a startup. I love the name of this brand, Made With Glove, uh, which is all about artificial intelligence, you know. So she, but she has a, such a varied background. Uh, she's on our future list. She's a real advocate, an adv- advocate for Be Heard as well. Here's Michelle. Hi, my name is Michelle Hewer. I am a founder, speaker, and coach. When have you felt the fear and done it anyway? Well, there were a few life-changing moments for me and that happened in my mid-30s. I was going through a divorce um, and that was a very pinnacle time for me because that was when I felt like I was really pushed out of my comfort zone in all aspects of my life. Um, Also, growing up in a very traditional Asian household shaped who I was up until that point where I got divorced. Um, So during my divorce, I wanted a completely new start. I questioned and reflected upon everything that I had done up until that point. So um, I guess I probably was going through also a midlife crisis at that point. 
I made some really um, interesting decisions, really you know big decisions. I made the decision to quit my secure job as a lawyer. I embarked on an entrepreneurial journey in a completely new sector with no experience in that sector, which was tech. I told and not asked my parents that I was getting a divorce and quitting my job. So that was like a double whammy for them. And also finding love again, because that is quite scary when you've gone through such a big, you know, life-changing moment personally. So all those things were very scary from a professional to a um, personal level, but I learned so much in the process. I think I just had to do it because the moment of reflections provided me with the courage to feel the fear and do it anyway. I had a brilliant life coach who gave me that space to think, reflect, and to be myself. So it was a really powerful um, and empowering experience and I encourage everyone um, to seek a coach to help them through any challenges they are facing from someone who doesn't know you but supports you and forces you to make your own decisions. So that's why I am now a coach myself. What's the one thing everyone should put on their CV but often miss off? A one-line summary about their company and a list of their achievements as a coach who helps non-British people with their dream of living and working in the UK tech sector. I've come across so many CVs that only list their company and their role. Not everyone will know what um, your company is and listing your roles and responsibilities is one thing. Your achievements is more meaningful. So um, I think stating you know, a one-liner about your company will help a recruiter or employee, employer um, who and what type of company you worked for. And stating your achievements shows your impact to the company rather than just focusing on your role. Um, have you changed careers? Yes, I have changed careers many times. I am in my third career change, the first one where I went from being a lawyer to a tech entrepreneur, and that happened quite quickly. Um, the second was a short-term contract, but the third and most recent took me a lot longer to transition because I was actually quite scared. Um, I enjoyed having the freedom of being an entrepreneur, building a product, so to let that go to becoming a coach in a serious service business. I didn't want to have that same feeling when I was a lawyer, you know, a mundane role that I may not enjoy. In actual fact, you know, I love it. And now I'm so glad that my husband actually pushed me or gently encouraged me um, to transition into my coaching role. How did you ask for a pay rise? When I was a lawyer, I accepted a role where I had to negotiate my pay. Um, that They didn't give me what I wanted, but I got enough to move across, but I also asked for a clause to be inserted um, to review my pay after six months. So during the six months, I worked really hard and I also spoke to people who had started the same time as I did and I realised that they were getting more than, than I was getting. They were men, but they also came from a bigger law firm, so I guess their starting salary was higher, whereas I came from a smaller law firm where my salary was lower. So law is a funny sector. Anyway, I worked really hard and when it came to my pay review, I was armed with the knowledge that others were getting paid more more than me and back then in Australia, it was confidential to discuss salary, so I couldn't disclose what I knew um, and how much they were getting. So I went in with all my achievements and confidence in knowing that others weren't working and hitting targets as much as I was, but I was getting paid, but they were getting paid more. So I ended up getting a pay increase at the same level as them and their salary remained the same. I also did some research about how much the market rate was in case I needed to use that to draw that to their attention. I know it took me six months to get that same salary, but it was more important for me to move from my old role, role from a lower salary to this one. I left the firm six months later because I was moving countries, but the letter of recommendation that I received from my firm was so good compared to the letters of recommendation others received when they left. So I felt very empowered that I was able to do that. And while 
Some have to work harder to get what they want. From where I see it, that's the way of the world. Um, equality, unfortunately, is something I know I have to fight for. I'm a minority on all levels. I'm a woman of colour who has never lived in the country she was born in. So that already makes me someone who is and will always be an outsider and I'm always going to have to fight for what I need and want and that's okay with me because I don't know anything different but I do want to do it for others who are following um, my path as well so I want to make it easier for others. What has surprised you about working life? That speaking up at meetings and making suggestions, however crazy or obvious they may seem, you're providing value or adding your input. Your manager will not always ask you, so um, you will have to take the initiative if you want something done or want change. Thank you so much to the wonderful Michelle for sharing your life lessons this week. So much to love in there. The things that really stuck out for me, as someone who left a marriage and a whole career path at the same time as well. I did, I left one marriage and started working in a completely different sector all within a couple of months of each other. It was one of the, the most overwhelming periods of my life. But as she said, quite often doing one really frightening thing gives you that knowledge that, hey, I can do hard things. And sometimes doing it all at once, even though it's a baptism of fire, can be massively empowering. So I loved that. I also loved the fact that she talked about the really simple tip on your CV, just do a line about your company, not just about you, but quite often you might go, oh, I'm, you know, head of head of global acquisitions for XYZ.com. And people are like, well, who are they? And, and, and actually just explaining in a sentence who they are, make people go, oh, right. Yes, I know. And it gives them a more of an idea about you. I thought that's terrific. And it all goes with the storytelling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We've all got to tell and share our own story. And I think that's what I loved as well, where she talked about what has surprised you about working life. And it was that speaking up at meetings and making suggestions, however crazy or obvious they may seem, you know, your input matters. Yes. You know, you will not always be asked. So put yourself forward come out your comfort zone, you know, your voice is valid. So I love that from Michelle. So thank you so, so much for sharing your life lessons with us. Get in touch, share yours. We've just talked about passing knowledge on. Mm -hmm. These little nuggets do make a big difference. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Michelle podcast at northernpowerwomen.com is where you can just say I would very much like to be on a life lessons you don't have to sing it you can just say it but yeah on the old typing Um, (laughs) look before we do some high fives I wanted to share a fantastic article I read this week about burnout it was in the Guardian and it featured the story of five or six individuals very high flying in their career six figure salaries were found you know were seen within their organisation as the person who can do high things and the person you give stuff to because they're unflappable and this is what they prided themselves on and then actually they reached a point in their lives where they realized it was literally killing them and grinding them down to a point where actually one you know a few of them were told by their doctors this is making you ill and again there were stories of resilience but not in the way you might imagine it there were stories of resilience because sometimes letting go and saying no is the hardest thing to do and that's where they were resilient going well i'm known for being this big high flyer in the world of banking or whatever it might be commerce education and actually turning around saying no and resetting much like michelle did there when she walked away from the law can be incredibly hard and i just think burnout is something so many of us have faced over the last 18 months in one form or another i know that earlier on this year i was at a point where i i I couldn't function i was completely overwhelmed and i learned some really hard lessons during that time so we're going to share the link with you 
please do read it. And I, I found it massively inspiring. And I know Simone is someone who's been in careers before that have, have taken you to the point of where you just think I can't go on. You know, taking a step back, you think, why on earth do we do this to ourselves? But it can be hard to step away, can't it, from that really tough situation? It's hard. It's hard to detach you. You can mm. feel, you know, and I'm going to talk personally, you know, this has been a relentless, you know, number of years with Northern Power yeah. Women, um, but in a in a massively good way. But sometimes you just feel a little bit, you know, so this recharge I've had this week has been invaluable and, you know, so important. And actually, it, leading on to the high fives, it, I couldn't do it without the support of the team I've got. Amazing. Because yeah. I felt... You know, I could walk away as the semi-control freak. I could walk away and they had me. They had me. They had my back. Considering we had an event going on, you know, in the midst of everything, you know, so big high five to them because they're, we're, they're, they're, they so get it. They so yeah. get it, you know. So, you know, so the whole, the whole massive, the whole massive out there, Philly, Gina, Emma, obviously Northern Power Man was with me, you know, um, it's brilliant. And I, I also want to do a big high five to our Lucy. Lucy Kennedy has been interning with us from Liverpool John Moores University. She has been absolutely wonderful we don't want it to go it's absolute she is just super but fantastic wish her wish her well in her new role uh which she starts she's fantastic and again we'll stay connected massive high five to sandy Lindsay. just been appointed chair yes. at north coders so i mean that woman is nailing everything she's part of the rugby league world cup you know the uh, north coders which she's been a massive advocate in ned for for years yeah. so massive high five to her that woman is just fantastic she's got so much energy so big high five to her and a big high five from Gary G for me uh, Gary Garzanakan I can't say his name properly sorry Gary but we just call him Gary G he's helping us and supporting us drive how we really amplify our power voice you know power women power futures power platforms so big thanks for his help this week with our strategy event so yeah lots of praise from me lovely stuff well, look, Simone Roche, I'm really glad you managed to have that micro break. I can see the little spring in your step. Many more to come, I very much hope, over the summer. I'm not here with you next week, but you're going to have another fantastic special guest and then you and I will be reunited in a fortnight. And we'd love you to be part of the podcast. If you fancy coming on and sitting in my seat for a week... Get in touch. Let Simone know. You can find Northern Power Women, of course, on Twitter, uh, at North Power Women. You can just search for us on Instagram and, of course, on LinkedIn or send an email podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. You get to see Simone's beautiful face every week. It's a marvellous thing to do. Happy days. Uh, right, until then, though. <laughs> oh, I wish you could see her now. She's voguing. Voguing to cue on the camera. <laughs> happy days well look uh, the next episode of northern power women podcast is coming your way on monday the 21st of june until then she is simone roche mbe our great leader i'm sam walker and the northern power women podcast is a what goes on media production Whoa.